Hello, and thank you for joining us today on Unleashed with Kimberly, a conversation for insight and intelligence. I'm your host, Kimberly Anderson, and this month, I am loving it. We have Nonprofit November going on, and I have been talking to incredible people who absolutely lead with their hearts that are reaching out as far as they can to touch as many lives as they can. I have three amazing ladies with me today. I am so excited to talk to them. I have Don Schultz, I have Lori Rope, and I have Shelly Munoz. And ladies, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you, it's so exciting to be here. Yes. I, I'm so excited. I know all of you personally, and I think all of you are so incredible, and your hearts are so huge, you could pretty much give the whole world a hug with it. So thank you for being here and sharing sharing why you do what you do. So, um, Lori, let's just start with you, Lori. Why don't you first tell us what it is that you're what you do in your in your life as business and so forth, so so people have an idea of what you guys do. Sure. Well, I'm with a big organization called the John Maxwell Team, and what we do is we speak, we coach, we add value to our communities, and that's kind of where I begin. Uh, since I retired from the Department of Corrections. And so um, I do have a strong coaching practice, but what I decided to do during the whole time of COVID is switch gears a little bit and help some of the people in my world get their books done. So I consider myself an author's coach. We actually have two books launching today. And um, I know, and I launched another one a few weeks ago, which I'll talk about just briefly, because that book was written as a means to give to the nonprofit that I represent today. And it's just wonderful when you get the word out about the things you're passionate about. People get on board. And that's how I met Shelly. So it, it's like, I just love how... Um, to me, I'm a person of faith. I love how and so um, my primary focus and what helps me help people that I like to support is my coaching practice and then the, the book end of this is about a year old and um, I think I'm on uh, by the end of this month I will have six books that I have supported and um, in that uh, one of the books has eight authors one the one that, one of the ones launching today and so it's just an incredible journey to hear people's stories and see what they're passionate about and help them you know use their words their stories to, to um, put a light on what they do and what they're passionate about. So it's a, another little piece of what I do. I heard a podcast yesterday, and it was a lady who does something similar to what I do, and I loved everything she said, because she said, if you're in business or if you have a nonprofit, you need a book. And I couldn't agree more, because it adds credibility to what you do. It bridges the know, like, and trust um, with people. They read their book, they fall in love with you, and say, man, I want to do something to help these people. And um, it's, it's an incredible way to add value to what you do and put more eyes in a different way than what we're used to on Facebook or on other media types of 
of ways. You just have this personal thing that you can give to people or sell to people or use as, as a means to help your nonprofit or your business. So I love what I do. And I'll be quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> you do a lot. No, we we all do a lot. We wear many, many hats. And you know what? I'll just jump over to you, Shelly, since you both are here on the, for the same nonprofit. So, Shelly, if you don't mind just stepping in and sharing what it is that you do. Sure. I do am a lady of multiple hats, and I love all my hats. I think that's one of the beautiful wisdoms that come with getting a little bit older as we have kind of learned what we're good at, and we just go with it, and we're not afraid, and we don't compromise our excellence for anything. And so my primary job is I'm a STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering mathematics teacher at Western Summer Academy. Absolutely love teaching science. I think that that is my passion. A few years back, it's kind of something that I fell into. I think many of us know sometimes we don't set out to do some of the things we do. But um, I had gotten accepted into a teacher program for the Space Academy in Huntsville, Alabama. And on the right after that, I learned all these amazing things. I got to go through a pseudo astronaut training program. It was incredible beyond all words. But right after that, I happened to be leaving for a mission trip to China. And as I was getting ready, they called and said, hey, would you mind doing like uh, educational program for the kids. And I'm like, well, of course, I just got back from this awesome training opportunity. How about I do a STEM camp? And lo and behold, without even meeting, that's where STEM Brace started. It's science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and Brace. And what we do is we offer STEM uh, camps, uh, camp experiences in the summertime for either orphans or highly poverty disadvantaged children. And so that kept the ball rolling. And every summer, my son and I have been blessed enough, except for, of course, this last summer due to COVID. But we've been to uh, Indonesia, Cambodia, Thailand, uh, Guam, Japan, Haiti, Mexico. We've been to all these fabulous places doing these summer camps. Um, because I think it's important to empower all children. And so I met Lori through her John Maxwell. She had um, started a program for teens and being a teacher for teenagers. I, um, she had put a Facebook post out and I'm also a TED coach for kids. So we do TED conferencing. And so um, anyhow, that's how Lori and I met. And you guys know when you meet your tribe, when you meet your like-mindedness, you're just like, I found my person. And that's what I found in Lori. She supported my kids. She's come and done workshops for our TED groups. And then she introduced me to Hastings. And so Hastings pretty much rocked my world. I realized I think it's been a dream of mine since the beginning of becoming a teacher to have a school uh, with the STEM program that I have, and it's just kind of a culmination of this door open to this door, which led me to Lori, which led us to Hastings, which is in Malawi, Africa. He runs the Helping Hands Orphanage, and we have been working diligently to get a school started called the Livingstone Academy. And so I'll leave it at that because I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about that uh, in just a little bit. But it's been fabulous and wonderful, and how amazing is when you meet your people here on this planet that are aligned with your values and vision and hope and your love and all of those great things.
So Don, let's hear, can you tell us about yourself and, and sure. all the awesome things that you do? Because I'm excited to give to you. <laughs> sure. Hello. Um, yes. Uh, my name is Don Schultz. Uh, I am the founder of the Dresses and Dreams Project. Mm. Uh, it is a, um, a local to the Inland Empire um, nonprofit organization. Uh, that was started around eight years ago, I think, uh, when I moved from Los Angeles County to the Riverside County area. Um, me personally, uh, I don't even know where to start or what, what to say I do because every day is kind of like a ministry to me and I just take the next indicated step and God just shows me people and shows me circumstances. And also uh, in all of this, he shows me a little bit about myself and uh, so it's a journey. It's definitely a journey. It's a two-way street. Um, I think um, ministry for me is kind of like a, I talked about this this morning in a, in a post that I, I did on Instagram. And uh, it's kind of like a boomerang effect when, you, when you're out there, when you're having troubles and when you're having, you know, just maybe a little bit of anxiety and, you know, just being very vulnerable here, you know, because that's what it's all about for me. But, um, you know, when you just let all that fall and crash to the floor and say, I can't, you can. And so I'll let you. And, um, and I just let Jesus kind of uh, take the wheel as much as I can. Sometimes I take it back and, you know, I find out real quick that, you know, that's not working. And how has that worked for you all your life? Uh, so um, what I've been doing lately is just, um, again, um, that whole boomerang effect thing. You know, if you're having problems, Don, go out and help somebody and then tell me about your problem like exactly. later. And then you're like, okay, well, let me pick up the phone and uh, tell that person about my problem now to see if they can solve it. And that problem seems to be gone, you know, when you're out there helping others. And um, so that. that is such a, yeah, it's, it's just really, really a strange, strange thing, but uh, yes. it's, it's true, you know, it really, well, really totally does happen, you know, and uh, so, yeah, I call it the boomerang effect. Um, again, um, I just, you know, when I, when I, uh, God actually put this ministry, the Dresses and Dreams Project in my heart, I thought I was going to be out helping homeless people, and I did. I do that also, kind of, you know, if that's what's there in the day for me. Um, but you know, he just kind of guides me to the people. And I find that, um, some of the people have been people that have joined, um, the dresses and dreams project organization as volunteers. And then they've found out that they want to kind of grow deeper in their own walk or in their own lives. And for me, it's all about, you know, my own restoration and my own, um, you know, uh, growth and uh, blooming and blossoming and transformation, you know, which is an everyday thing. I think a lot of people think that, you know, we restore ourselves and then or the God restores us and then we just stop. But it's a daily reprieve and it's something that goes on the rest of our lives. So right now, you know, I've got this whole thing with compassion over coffee um, I just made up that that phrase just like five minutes ago. By the way, it's like, but <laughs> we're like, I'm thinking, yeah, this is a good deal here. Compassion. So yeah, yeah, I've got my coffee here. Be special, you know, and all of this. But it's like, okay, yeah. well, what are we really doing though um, to to be out here and affecting the lives of others? 
you know, there's been times that I just invite people for coffee and it's a comfortable thing for me. It is my comfort zone. Uh, so, you know, it's, I think taking it back a little bit to the simplistic things in life, walking and talking, you know, going to say harvesting and going to the lake and walking around the lake and talking and getting to know people, getting to know people over coffee, you know, where people can really get comfortable. And I found that, um, we just, yeah, we just recently started, uh, this thing not long ago with, uh, youth ambassadors uh, on the, in the dresses and dreams project and to kind of you know let the youth come and have a say in all of this because that is our primary uh target so to speak is the youth and so um you know uh one of the youth ambassadors actually came to me for mentorship and it's all about standing in that gap and being that person that maybe we didn't have standing in the gap for us in our lives because here it was us and then here's this big hopes and dreams that we had and then here's this gap and then it's like do we did we have those people right there to lead us and to guide us and you know and most often um even with the people who appeared on the outside to be those perfect people most often if we were uh honest with ourselves we didn't have those people or something was amiss in our lives so this girl has come to me i've had an opportunity and it's been a blessing to mentor her and by mentoring her i'm kind of mentoring myself i'm going man you know where did that come from it's like so just letting god let in the spirit work through me so that I can work into her and um, and then on the sidelines besides addresses and dreams project I have a line um, that I'm bringing out again that I did for a long time and I wasn't able to do it as much because um, I'm working 40 hours a week with or or so with uh, the dresses and dreams project as a volunteer but it, it's called sanctify Eden and uh, oh. it's called it's quality self-care where I do perfume oils. Yeah, I'm like the little Mary Magdalene here. Um, perfume oils, beauty products, and wholesome fellowship and mentorship. Yay. So that's really that. cool. <laughs> I love that. It's funny. I met Dawn speaking at an event, and when she stood up and talked about what she did, I pulled out my checkbook that day to give because I just knew, I, you know, I knew we were, we were aligned with our mission. And so whenever they have something that I can attend, I'm always there and I try to support because I love, like you, I love helping kids. And um, one of the programs that John offered us to give to kids is called I Choose. And it's 16 weeks of lessons that can be used to mentor kids. So, Donna, if that's a guided thing that you would like to use with the girls, I would be more than happy to offer it. I can, If I could tell a quick story about that. We have a – well, I don't know if it's still going on because of COVID, but it was going on at San Jacinto High School, which, if you know, it's one of the most impoverished high schools in our area. And so I was going and I got the whole thing started there. And the very first meeting, there was a young woman, young girl, sitting next to me, looking very disheveled. And as the way the group goes is there's questions. And every time it would come through her, for her turn to share, she wouldn't say anything. And she didn't say anything. And I have this burden in my heart for her as she was sitting next to me and I thought what's, what, what's going on with her and at the very end the first module is about the choices we make and what she said was so powerful that I cried 
all the way home because I realized that that's why this program is in existence. But what today I learned I have choices, and my mom is making very bad choices, but I can stand up. And I can good for myself and my siblings. And I just walked away blown away. And then the next time I went, I saw her and she had a pep in her step. It gave her just a spark of confidence. And I thought, wow, oh, this is I just love how when you invest a little bit of time, I'm, I, I mean, a little bit of time, God multiplies that time and just makes it super. So sorry to interject that, but if you need that program for your girl, Don, you just let me know it's yours. Well, I think so much. Amazing. Thank you. The beautiful thing that I see the thread that's weaving us all together is a heart to give. But what we realize when we give, it's not really for ourselves. Our, it, it helps us so much more than we think that. And I think that that's such a beautiful thing that, especially during these times of hardship, so many people are struggling right now. But what the real true gift is, is when we give up ourselves, that's where we become fulfilled. And so I think that that's, I congratulate you guys on all the beautiful things that you're doing because it's so true. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, for keeping the conversation going. I had a little technical issue, so thank you. If you even noticed I was gone, I don't know. <laughs> Not really, no, I'm kidding. No, we just keep talking. We love technology when it works, right? So I had a moment of panic, but here I am. Um, so thank you. And Don, I appreciate you just jumping in and sharing what it is that you do because, you know, like you said, it, we all have this thread within us that, that brings us together and it really, it's more about just what we're able to do. There's, there's so many layers of, you know, got everything when we step into that position of helping and giving and, and with like with the nonprofits. So let's, let's talk about the nonprofits. Don, since I know you were just talking, do you want to kind of lead into that? What, what the nonprofit is? Sure, sure. Um, it's it, it's a it's my pleasure. Um, so the Dresses and Dreams project started out as a program called Operation Prom Girl, uh, and uh, I literally I don't know maybe I should go into this or not. I'll just give a little snapshot. I was here from Los Angeles. It was like four or five days before Christmas, 2013, almost 2014, and um, I just had boxes packed up around me. You know, kids, single mom, not knowing why I was in Wildemar. I just knew that on one street there was like horses in the front yard and somebody with a cowboy hat on. And in the next street there was a Starbucks. It's like, man, this is crazy. So um, what am I doing here, Lord? What do you want from me? And, um, you know, um, I was doing the dishes when I had a vision, literally doing the dishes. And it was about, again, helping young girls um, with anything really in life. I came from a 25-year makeup artist, professional makeup artist background. I worked for some big lines of, of product, uh, of, um, you know, products, makeup products. And um, I realized that every single woman who sat down in that makeup chair had a story to tell. And this, these stories were, um, they were heartbreaking stories, you know. It could be from the lady that had a grand to spend on a few products at Chanel or 
the girl who was coming in for a free makeover with purchase and going to return everything the next day uh, at Mac, you know. Um, but they all had similar stories to tell, and they just wanted somebody to listen to them, you know. And um, the only thing that really changed was the faces, you know. So demographics really didn't matter. And um, so I just, you know, thinking of that and thinking about how somebody helped my daughter get to the prom with bells and whistles, you know, um, when I couldn't afford it. I just thought, you know, how can I bring these elements together? And uh, so I thought, you know what? I think I want to help girls get to the prom. And I know I can do makeup. Don't let me do anybody's hair. Who knows how that'll turn out? But I can probably get some hair people. And it's like um, I'm like maybe I can invite them into um, into you know my home and uh, have like a little soiree, you know, and and talk to these girls when they sit down. They'll usually talk and. Um, so that turned into me using uh, Facebook and various social media as a platform for free advertising. Um, I knew I didn't have dresses. I didn't know where this was going, but I let people know who I was, what I was doing, and where they could find me if they wanted to donate dresses. Put the dresses out um, or the dress rack, a little makeshift dress rack out in front of the house. And by the end of like the month uh, or by the end of January, I had over 100 dresses. And by the time prom rolled in that year, I had over 300 gowns. And it was like this thing got way, you know, it's, it's way bigger than I thought. And so the Operation Prom Girl was birthed. And the first Operation Prom Girl... Um, we went to the VFW and Will DeMar, who gave us the facility to use, and 18 girls were helped that day with dresses and shoes. And then uh, now <laughs> um, we've helped over, by the grace of God, helped over a 1,000 primarily teen girls, but we've also helped military women that were in need as well as special needs program um, that, that were in need as well. And women in general that, that might've needed dresses for other reasons. You know, we don't really ask too many questions. We just ask that there be a hardship or a challenging circumstance to where, you know, they, they need, uh, they are in need of not only a dress, but shoes, love. Um, and that's where we integrated uh, and we changed it into the dresses and dreams project, realizing it was risky to do that, you know, uh, being operation prom girl and everybody knew us like that. I didn't want to be known as the organization that just gave girls a dress and makeup and said, here girl, go ahead, throw on that dress and makeup and your life is going to change because that's not true. Um, what God was telling me is, have those girls bring those girls to a place where those girls understand who they are in Christ and who they are when that dress is gone and when that makeup is gone uh, on their face and they're looking. Let me grab this mirror right here because I'm all about props and they're looking at in that mirror every single day at that themselves, not understanding who they really are um, or you know what they were created for. And so we want to bring that into perspective for them. Um, of course, through the power of God, because Lord knows I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a regular person. And, you know, reading those Bible stories about those people in the Bible that really didn't know what they were doing either, you know, just gives me hope that I'm not supposed to know what I'm doing. That's what God's for. And that's why I can cling on to him. So we're now the Dresses and Dreams Project. We offer more than just a dress. The dress program is our biggest annual program. It takes a lot to put it on. And we, you know, invite over a hundred people. We, you know, dress up the facility like they were going to a beautiful wedding or something. And the girls' faces just drop when they walk in the room. Um, and it's an all-day event where, um, you know, we, we 
offer them uh, speakers that are speaking into their hearts and their lives and their minds and lunch and goodie bags and just the whole nine. And then they get the dress to take home. They don't have to return it. But most of all, during the year now, we've started, and Kimberly's been a, a part of this process. Uh, we just recently started. Yes, Kimberly's in on it, you know. Uh, we just uh, recently started a um, – a program called um, well it's more than this but love shouldn't hurt is one of the things that we've done and just last week we were able to bring at least 20 um, teen girls uh, into or actually teen girls and women into a zoom workshop that we did uh, that focused on domestic violence awareness and healthy relationships and this is something that's not spoken of so much and as much as we need to be um, that was part of my story is um, um, you know it can, we can I, I deal with addiction issues and not myself but but you know the restoration thereof um, that is part of my story though is the addiction fill in the blank you know when we're broken and we have that heart-shaped void that only God can fill we try to fill it with other things and relationships was a huge part of my story and a story part of my story that took me out for over 30 years you know um, filling that with destructive relationships in my life um, and um, I feel like it's um, uh, integral we have to be talking to young girls about this because otherwise they're going to end up in situations where fill in the blank if it's not alcohol drugs sex um, you know partying cutting yourself it's going to be relationships that's a big one and um, so we were able to invite people into our worlds because we are survivors telling our story and um, I'm telling you the feedback that we got on the surveys after the class, we are also giving certificates. We're like, hey, reel in a man, you know, we'll give you a certificate, attend this. We think there's something here you want to hear, you know, or you need to hear. And so we had a lot of people join in, and that's one of the elements that we're doing, and we are doing mentorship. We have our youth ambassadors program that we're um, instilling into the Dresses and Dreams project, as well as things like um, – um, vision board workshops and other workshops, life skills workshops, because we help one person um, to break that cycle. Uh, we help their offspring, and then their offspring. I mean, these are these are game changers. These are world changers. We change environments. We ch in the home. We change uh, environments in our communities, and then we can change the world one person at a time. So yeah, that's it. I love it. I you can feel your passion coming through the screen and it's magical dresses and dreams like you said it started out as operation prom girl because you really wanted to help these girls in need to get them to the prom and it grew and blossomed into so much more that now it's dresses and dreams project we still have the operation prom girl event which is huge. She's not kidding when she's telling you it's huge. It takes months of planning. It's like yes. planning a wedding, absolutely. Wow. And then the resources that, that's what really touches me is the resources that we're able to get to these girls and their families and really start making a difference. So I absolutely love this. Um, Lori and Shelly, you both are here for Hastings, and I'm going to just kind of let you both just jump in, and whoever wants to go first can start talking about it, because it's such an incredible thing that you both are doing. Lori, I know you had mentioned it. That's when I first heard about it, um, because we're in the same circles, and I think you were speaking or 
maybe I was, I don't even remember because it's been years that I know about this amazing project. It's, it's more than that. It's incredible nonprofit charity that you guys are a part of. So whoever wants to jump in and start talking about it, please, floor is yours. Shelly, I would love for you to talk about your dream for the now. I can fill in the backstory if we have time, but I want to be current with what you're doing because I'm excited about um, bringing additional learning to the orphanage. Yeah. And, um, I wanted you to have that, that um, stage to talk about your vision uh, because it's so special. Thank you so much, Lori. And Don, thank you so much for sharing yours. Just to kind of piggyback on something you said, uh, just to be really clear to the audience, none of us know what we're doing. <laughs> none of us. And I think that that is the biggest deterrent from people actually starting something is they feel like they need to know. And you really don't. It just things happen and God will provide what you need to know at the right time. It's amazing. And I, I guess Michelle Obama had said the imposter um, syndrome. We all sort of struggle sometimes with that because it's like, well, who am I? Sometimes I'm like, I can't believe that I'm actually helping with this big project. So to piggyback on what Lori said, uh, I met Hastings and I'm going to, Kimberly, is there any way we could put Hastings name up on there? So if anyone's interested to friend them on social media, particularly Facebook, he is fantastic at updating everybody as the current works he's doing. So to let everyone know, uh, Hastings lives in Malawi, Africa and Malawi, Africa, Africa, um, mostly because of the HIV epidemic that we've gone through for many years now. There's an entire generation of adults who've basically been wiped out. So Hastings lives in a village community where um, he has anywhere up to 300 orphans at a time that he's taking care of. And the other phenomenon on that, they're called go-go's, but those would be the grandmothers who are also left behind. And so he also helps take care of them, the widows and people that have been left behind. So anywhere in a, a week's time, he may feed up to 900 different people, uh, orphans and, and widows and go-go's and, or the grandmothers. And so I think I was absolutely flabbergasted at the amount of just work to feed these people and in the last three years since I've become friends with Hastings and started helping out I've seen him feed these multitudes of people I've seen him build a health clinic to offer medical because the medical the hospital is several hours away and it takes a long time for people to get there and unfortunately people die and so one of the dreams that I've had this dream since I've been a little kid, but to start a school for these orphans so they will have some sort of a hope in a future because we know education is the key to sustainability and offers um, so many different things that we sometimes in America take for granted. And so um, another byproduct of that is the sex trafficking that is going on. If these kids aren't given an opportunity for education or something to pour their lives into, that is just a really harsh, unfortunate reality that we're seeing. And so we have started a school, and it's called the Livingstone Academy. The website, if you'd like to check it out to see where we're at, it's www.compassionclassroom.com. And so 
currently we just got the roof on the school. When I say we, I, I mean a lot of wonderful people helping me do this project. Uh, we're hoping to go out in July to open the school and to do a grand opening, and we are looking for team members. So if God's put it on your heart, hey, I want to go to Malawi, I want to open the school and pour love on these people and, and help and, and support, we would be more than happy. And you can find information on that website as well. But it's just been a process at this point of getting the, the school going, giving hope to this community. But I do want to make it really clear that um, we're, we're not trying to pour our uh, Western belief systems on into the kids. We're trying to give them an opportunity to create sustainable livelihoods and to create all of their village to be sustainable within themselves so one day we can leave and they'll be all fully sustainable. That's awesome. That is really awesome. Thank you, thank you. Lori, I'm so blessed because Lori, man, she just, I, I, we connect on such a level that I was so excited when she introduced me to Hastings. And once I met Hastings, he's the real deal. He's a 33-year-old man who has a heart for all of these people. He's poured and dedicated his life into serv serv servanthood. And he served, and he's got a beautiful wife and two daughters. And they're, you know, just because of the relationship, I haven't actually met him in person, which might sound kind of crazy, but we do talk via Facebook and all the time. I feel like he's like my little Malawian son, that I just love him in that same way because there's just his heart is so pure, his heart is on the right track. And he's truly doing amazing work. And so I really encourage everyone to reach out Facebook. So that he's a remarkable human being. Um, I just know that it's going to be an amazing um, work in many, many years. Yeah. I, um, like you, Shelly, I met Hastings on Facebook. But before that, the way I met Hastings was not with Hastings in the room, but through a connector. And that's what I've learned is people connectors. So I was meeting some high school friends in 2014. Um, we were just going to catch up. You know, we've been out of school for a long, long time, and some of us were back in Maryland. And one of my friends, um, her name is Dawn Strickland Elders. Her name was Strickland. And uh, Dawn started talking. I mean, I was, I was not even in a good place mentally. My dad had just passed away, and I almost didn't go. <laughs> to this month. In fact, I write the story in a book that's going to be coming out with GSFE called Showing Up. And, um, so I showed up that day. I was kind of like feeling pretty. And I was listening to Dawn and she talked about how she traveled the world. She's a, a retired veteran and a nurse practitioner in college. Retired now. And she started talking about her trips to Malawi and a young man there named Hastings that she had been supporting. And there was something about that day that impacted my heart, and I knew I needed to do something. I don't know what to do or how to do it, but what I do have is a mouth. And I speak all over the place, and sometimes I even hold up my homeless sign that says I work for food. And I tell people that it's not for me, but it's for the kids in Malawi. And um, 
Yeah, my grandkids helped me make it. That's so, awesome. I started getting more information and I wanted to take a trip that year, but honestly, I was just still working and kind of in a thing, trying to take care of my dad's suite and all of that encompassed all of the weekend that I went through. So started connecting with him on Facebook, got more information from Don. And I remember, Shelly, you don't even know this part, but Shelly has been such an incredible person to bring light on Jason and what he does. And so the recycle at the charter school. She had Hastings pop in from Malawi and um, we made some money and here, here this money I had donation. I paid it to Western Union to Hastings to help him. They were really in dire need and so it was timely for them. So I, I'll never forget it. I had this cash in my hand and it was a bit of cash. And I go to the stand, the place, the Western Union place at and the lady says, oh, you can't do this. You know, there's scams all over. And I just know that somebody has talked you into giving your life savings to this place. And she's going on and on and on. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I know about it. I have a friend who goes there. In fact, this year we were supposed to go together, which would have been, I think, her 17th year going. She does medical uh, uh, to the people affiliated with Helping Hands and with Hastings and all over the place, actually. Uh, but that's her passion, is to help the kids. And so we were all set to go. We had medication. We had a team of people. We were so excited about that trip. And, of course, we weren't able to go. And I'm just grateful I didn't get stranded in Africa. <laughs> when I think about what could have been, I just know God's hand was in it. And I had this longing to go and see. And so a few years ago, I had this vision because I would see the kids sitting on the ground eating the provision that God has brought to them and learning and they're in the dirt all the time and I know there's rains and I thought we need to build some buildings. And so I woke up in the middle of the night with a vision for what I call a Jenna house. And Jenna was my daughter who passed away. And I envisioned this house in Africa with a big butterfly on the side of it. And okay to figure out how to do that. Well, I don't know the how, I don't know the when, I don't know anything, but what I said before is I've got the mouth. And so I started talking about the orphanage and how to help the kids and make this vision that could take place. And sure enough, about a year later, a group of people had built the first what I envisioned was my tuna house. And I really want to touch that building one day and just thank God for what he does for me to honor my daughter to honor the people I care about and for the orphanage because they just don't know. And we can touch their life in a loving way and say, you know, some go go in America loves you. <laughs> Give you a hug and just embrace your life and pour into you. 
I think that that's what we're called to do. And I when you know, I learned through the grief process that when I could help anybody else, I didn't know about the pain in my own life. And from that moment on, I've been helping other people because then you're not focused on what you don't have. You're focused on what you can get. And so when we do that, um, it just makes our life fulfilled. And when I think of my own life, I'm not that old, but being in my 60s, I And so there's a place that you say, okay, if I'm going to make a difference in this world, I've got to work on it every day. And so I do every day. I work on what can I give back, who can I give value to. And most of the time, and, and I think all of this is like a pebble. When it hits the water, it makes that ripple effect. Because I have to give a shout out because um, there's two other people who helped me tremendously getting the word out about the school and really much better at getting funding for the school than me. And that's Sandra Dixon and Shirley Richards. Um, they two are going to be that we're praying for. So I want to make sure to give them the recognition uh, because they do amazing work too. But it's like the inner connectedness of how I know Don that Lori was speaking about and it's just like the wave and and now some of your audience members will be inclined to help and it just creates a beautiful wave of love because really I believe part of me in my heart everybody wants to help everybody has a good heart um it's just we're so afraid of being taken advantage of we're so because so many people have done things and it puts our guard up but Lori and I would really like you to know that hey Hastings is really truly the real deal. We've been dealing. I'm working now, and I have to say in the beginning, I too was skeptical um, because, like the lady at Western Union, I'd be like, "Oh, you know, it's all a scam," but it's really not. And Hastings is what was spent on the school, what was spent on food, etc. So, uh, Lori, I just I love your heart. You're so amazing, and to have such a beautiful legacy of your daughter. Again, that ripple effect. It's just, you know, for like this What a beautiful He was just cheering me on, I think. Of course, yeah, they know. Absolutely. And and Lori, for me when I hear you speak and hear all the things that you do, for me, I feel like you're your daughter helps you breathe life into all of these things that you touch and all these people. And so it's truly a blessing. And I just love, I love all that you do and all of you. Let me ask you, I'll go back to Shelly really quick. Shelly, what can people do? How can they get involved? What do you guys need the most for Hastings? Really, it's funding because when it comes to supplying donations, you know, like with COVID, I had tried to send a whole lot of masks that friends had made and collected. The problem with it with COVID is it actually didn't get there and it got sent back and it's incredibly expensive to ship items. 
So like, like instead of spending the $100 on the mask, if you give it directly to Hastings, he's able to actually buy things within the community or make them. They do have sewing machines within the community, and that is much, much more helpful. Um, and the thing that's amazing about Hastings is this transparency as to if you do donate where this money went, there is no like, oh, I wonder. You can clearly see where it went. So um, we do have an a, a website. It's called meigiving.org, and the code is HHO371. And then you can directly give. And um, this organization that does take care, it's an international organization that creates, helps with funding for mission work. The thing about it, it's been in business for 30-something years, so it's a very reputable. Uh, they do take a very, very, very small portion to be able to maintain. But if you go to meigiving.org, donate. And then you do have to put the code. That money um, will directly go to Hastings in the school. Uh, medical clinic is up and running now. HIV, um, they've been pretty fortunate with, um, you know, there for a while. I know Lori and I were really praying about, we were worried about devastating effects of that. But I think that maybe because of testing, maybe we just don't know the real true accurate numbers. But um, we just hope to get the school going. And again, with COVID, we're not 100% sure if we're going in July, but that is the goal at this point. Um, so, and of course, just to keep him in prayer, uh, like anybody, when you're constantly giving, uh, there is fatigue, there is burnout. And, and I know being a young man with a family of his own and constantly every day that this is his life, just to be able to withstand and just encouragement. You know, Lori and I try to constantly send him little notes of encouragement um, because we all need encouragement, right? Uh, there are all times when we're out fighting these battles that God's called us to. And, and there comes sometimes like we just all get tired and weary. So I think keeping them in prayer, uh, reaching out, and of course financially if you're able, um, it would make such a difference and really be able to support so many kids. And um, I think too, sometimes with donations, we always have to be mindful when we're giving to overseas charities. Like if we're gonna give a whole bunch of t-shirts, you have to be really careful that you're not gonna put out of business someone in that community that may make t-shirts or donate solar. That there's, you know, we have to be very mindful that we're supporting the community within its own boundaries. So I just kind of always like to remind people of that as well. That's a great point, Shelly. I don't even think, you know, when you, when you get inspired to give, you don't really think, okay, it might have a consequence on a local yes. business. So I love that you brought that up. That's Sometimes huge. there is something called toxic charity that we have to be really careful. Uh, I saw that a lot. I did a lot of work in Haiti, and I saw a lot of that in Haiti where uh, I think it was good intentions. We all have good intentions, but we have to be mindful the ripple effect of our intention, is it going to put someone out of business who really needs that much more? So, um, you know, there's always things to think about in our giving and, and what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And really quick, so this is where they can donate and give. And then this is the website. And, and this is just particularly on the school, uh, updating people on the school and the dream of the curriculum that we want to have. We want to teach kids about, um, you know, to respect their bodies and that, you know, we do really worry about the sex trafficking industry and to teach the 
uh, particularly girls, but it's young, young men as well, um, to be able to know how to say no and to respect their body. And their body is this beautiful gift from God, and it's to be respected and cherished and loved. And so we do have a lot of different people, and this particular uh, program was donated to us from someone in London who's done an incredible work. It's called My Body, My Body. And uh, anyway, you can see all of the different ideas of things that are starting to come and, and uh, mostly about sustainability within their own um, communities. Awesome. Thank you. Don, let me go to you. Share what do we need the most of? Do you, would you say volunteers? Would you say donations? Is it equal? Uh, okay, so right now, um, I would say definitely, I, I do want to bring up uh, and wrap it up by saying that all of our programs are free. Anything that we do, anything that we give the community, there's never been a charge for, um, what, you know, whether it be dresses, uh, whether it be mentorship and the time, uh, whether it be the shoes, the just anything that we've ever given is always free. We are a 100% volunteer run organization, which means that if we have 1,500 formal gowns or so, there might be less now, a little bit less, but it they do take up a lot of room. And with this, we have had to rent three storage units and have had to sustain those units for the past uh, seven years. Mm -hmm. And um, they are very expensive each month. And a lot of nonprofits don't have this overhead like we have, and we have to be able to make it. The dress, um, if I can say it this way, the dress reels these girls in, and then we are able to help them with the other elements of our program and all of our resources and referrals that we have waiting for them. Um, so we really do need funding. We need um, the finances to sustain uh, and to keep these gowns. The gowns are worth, you know, half a million dollars if it just the gowns alone. So uh, we do need that. Um, we do need volunteers. Right now we are still kind of at a standstill with uh, the event, not knowing. I know that we have a president right now that wants to open up the schools. Um, we don't know, um, but we are holding out hope that there will be a prom in 2021 and this and the activities will commence. Uh, at that point in time uh, and usually around that time of the year is when we really need up to 40 or 50 volunteers because it is such a big undertaking for the, uh, the Operation Prom Girl event and I will also say that that is the time that we get the most volunteers on board and then people just kind of trickle off afterwards they want to be part of Operation Prom Girl but then we don't have as many during the year so if we have people that want to volunteer we have a process they can go to the website at www.thedressesanddreamsproject.org and they can find a, um, a volunteer form on there that they can start filling out and then of course we have the process of a small interview and a background check um, we um, and we have um, our PayPal um, a couple of ways that we can give would be PayPal uh, dresses and dreams project at gmail.com and then we have Venmo at dresses and dreams project and we also are looking for somebody that can work uh, as a volunteer for not only our website 
uh, <laughs> because right now you can give on the website, but I haven't figured out how to go past the $10 increment. So if you wanted to donate 50 bucks, you've got to do it five times. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we do need a website cleanup a little bit. I've done as much as I can uh, with it, but I'm not a website or a techie expert. Uh, I am, well, I have I am more of a, um, a visionary. So sometimes we don't, those skills don't come hand in hand. Uh, and, uh, but I'm learning every day. So those are the ways. Uh, also, we do accept checks and we do have a, um, an address uh, at 23905 Clinton Keith Road, number 114-299. And those numbers are important for it to get to us. So that's 114-299 in Wildemar, California. 92595. We'll call it the Save the Dresses program. <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> I love it. There's so many different nonprofits out there, and that's why doing it, talking with so many of you this month was really just something I really wanted to do to help get the word out, get your message out, share your hearts even on a bigger scale because we are global. When you're online, you're global. And really let many more people know all the things that are happening. Like I said, I know all three of you personally. I'm on the board with Dresses and Dreams. And all of these organizations are so incredible and they are touching so many lives. We've literally seen lives changed. And it's absolutely amazing. I just wanted to interject. Thank you so much for the opportunity for us to share our passions. Uh, we really, really appreciate your, your time and your platform. So thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. I also want to say if anybody is watching this through all the Facebook um, avenues, you can go to Aphrodite. Enterprises Inc. Facebook. You can also go on to the KP Media TV Facebook page. Ladies, I would like for you to go on these pages too and pop in your links in the comments so people can have a direct click link to be able to donate, to fill out, uh, Don, for you volunteer information in any way they can help so we can um, have it really easy and accessible for people because I think that's really important. Again, your classroom website for Hasty. Yeah. That's just Please friend him and then you guys will be inspired. And if you feel moved to donate financially, super appreciate it. Oh my goodness, so appreciate it. Absolutely. One thing I can tell you about Hastings, if you reach out to him on Facebook to encourage him. He would appreciate it, but I can tell you right now, you're the one that will be blessed because he reaches out very, very often just to say, how are you doing? And I love you. And, you know, I, I, it's been an incredible blessing to have him in my life. And he will do that for you. Too. Yes, he will. I love that. Fantastic. And Don, this is your email. You can also put in the links, Don, um, Easier ways for people, if you want to, for them to donate higher than a $10 donation, you can put in those links, the Venmo, the PayPal, as well as the address yes. if anybody wants to mail you a check or anything like that. So just find the link, uh, ladies, so people have really easy access to be able to reach out and, and 
get in touch with you guys. I'm going to put our names back up on here in case anybody wants to look you guys up, see what you're doing in the world. Oh, hang on. I got to take off that. <laughs> Still learning to technology. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. It's, we just do it. I love it. Ladies, you are absolutely amazing. I truly, truly appreciate all of you being here with me today and sharing your passions. If anybody's interested in seeing what I have going on, you can go to KimberlyAcoaching.com and see what retreats I have going on. I have created a goddess platform where I actually get women's stories out. Another, I just, like uh, Lori was saying earlier, sharing the story and getting those stories out. I just, like uh, Lori was saying earlier, sharing the story and getting those stories out. So my belief is, when we are able to share our stories, we're able to help touch, help and heal other people because we are, you know, when we're in it, we're all alone. And I just, like uh, Lori was saying earlier, sharing the story and getting those stories out. So my belief is when we are able to share our stories, we're able to help touch, help and heal other people because we are, you know, when we're in it, we're all alone. And if we have that opportunity to read our stories, and see, hey, we're not alone, and we got through it. It just helps about the path for them. So, ladies, from the bottom, top, and all around my heart, I thank you so much for being with me here today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you.